Hey, everyone, and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is Dave Rodriguez with my co-hosts Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupel. Hope you guys are doing well. First, I want to send a special shout-out to anybody that uh, was in the tracks of Hurricane Ian over the past week. Um, We hope that you guys are doing well. Anybody that was on the West Coast or leading up into Central Florida, even now hitting into the Carolinas, uh, if you guys are listening from there, we hope that you guys are doing well. Hopefully you guys didn't have too much damage. And yeah, I just hope that everyone uh, was able to make it out okay and that you guys can recover quickly. Living in South Florida, it's never fun when a hurricane is coming. So uh, shout out to you guys and hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Ryan Kirby, how are you guys? Hope you guys' week was well. Uh, Kirby, how are you today? I'm doing well, David. Yeah, and I just like to echo those sentiments by you. Uh, I was in a football spaces last night, and uh, they were getting some um, shutouts there to people in South Florida and you know Western Florida and areas like that that are being affected by these hurricanes. So um, our thoughts are with everyone and everything like that. So, but yeah, I'm doing well. Um, Ryan, how are you doing? I, I know we we're going to be talking about the preseason here later, but uh, in Canada, I'm blacked out up here, and then uh, even. Uh, Florida area missed about a period and a half of the preseason game the other night there. So it's been hard for me even catching some of the preseason games. Um, So, but Ryan. Yeah, I, I do my own preseason blackout. I just decide not to watch. <laughs> you guys got to let me know what's going on with that garbage. Or are your, or your eyes and your ears, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And, and I think a lot of people take into heart what's going on in the preseason, you know, on the discord, we're always active talking during the games. And there's quite a few that are, concerned and obviously they're you know negative towards how Maurice's system has started so far but we'll get into that a little bit later but to start the big news of the week uh for sure was the extension of Spencer Knight you know a goaltender that is still very young and we've talked about a lot on this podcast and I believe all of us are very high on him uh the Panthers signed him to a three-year about $13 million contract. So that comes down to about 4.5 per year, which is a little bit higher than what we expected. I think it was in episode five that we were kind of talking about if Knight were to get extended, where would he be uh, around? We, we used Jake Ottinger's contract as the, the footstool to what yeah. we were, you know, using our basis on. So I was at three by four, which is what Ottinger got. So he got three by four by five, 4.5. So, a little bit more, but, you know, Ryan, I think you can agree he's the goalie of the future. Yeah, of course. I'm not, you know, mad about the deal. We are we are spending a lot of money on goalies, obviously, but he is the goalie of the future. Um, I think I think he's going to start in, you know, not this year, but next, maybe next year or the year after for sure. We'll see what happens with Bob there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, you know, Zito can now plan around for what he's going to do next offseason. He doesn't have to – have you know Knight's contract hanging over his head because that's obviously a huge guy that we have to sign that we had to sign right Kirby I think you could agree as well right yeah and I think uh all the reports out there this week that I was seeing on Twitter was that reportedly when Bill Zito and management was talking to Spencer Knight in his camp you know middle of last season early in the off season, that they thought before Ottinger signed that deal that it was going to be five million not four million so the reports are they kind of agreed with Knight somewhere around the middle um, point of what he got and what Ottinger was going to reportedly get at five. So the 4.5 million. So when they came back and Ottinger's at four and other goalies that are signing are a little bit below that, you know, that have similar sample size to Spencer Knight. I think they felt like 
this is where we have to do our player right. And right, wrong, or indifferent, our fan base, you know, is feeling different things about how the Huberdeau and Uyghur, uh contract extensions, i.e., were not talked about, and then they were just dealt and shipped out of town. Well, maybe Zito had a turnabout face here and be like, "Well, this is our future. This is our young goalie. This is our future starter. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to do right by him, even if it's a little much right now." And, and like David, you'll be able to break down maybe like the buyout numbers. It's going to be really hard to buy out Bob. I think the positive angle of it is if Bob plays well this season then you're able to like next summer, maybe talk trade and then still he might come back for another season. And then you talk about, you know, what plans you're going to go with Bob there because he's going to be, you know, even a couple years older than, than he's at right now. So it's interesting to see what happens. I'm a big Knight supporter. I still think Bob has the net to start the year, but I want to see Spencer Knight in net from, you know, North of 35, 40 starts. And he probably should be because, you know, they just signed him to this extension now. Well, like you said, Kirby, um, I think that, Bob still is the number one when it comes to uh, who should be in there. I think uh, he's had a little bit of a rough patch this preseason, which you can't take too much into heart. You know, it's 50% of the roster. There's still guys that are uh, playing one game, playing another game, not playing this game. So they haven't had a real ebb and flow necessarily just yet. But like you said, Ryan, I think that when you look at where the Panthers will be next year, as far as how much they're paying both goalies, they'll be close to about $14.5 million between both of them. And I think the average, when you consider if one, if a, you know, a team has one really good goalie, they're probably paying him in the range of like five, six, seven mil. And then their backups are around one or two at most. So they're really around like eight or 9 million per uh, season on your cap. While the Panthers are going to be at four and a half. If Bob is not moved next year, but, I think like, you know, just to talk about Knight specifically, I think it's something that if if the Panthers can make it work next year where, like you said, if they could buy out something or if they could trade something, then Knight can have the net. Then you have a steal at four and a half if, if he can produce uh, at a high level. Knight has probably been the best player, I think, of the of the time we've seen anybody play this preseason that has stood out the most. Um, the first yeah, and game- I gave it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're going. Well, I was just gonna say, like, I, I sent out a tweet this week and I was doing a little bit of research on like what destinations would work over the next say six to eighteen months. And, you know, seeing certain teams like, you know, Ottawa, San Jose, Columbus would be an interesting angle. I know they put, pay Merzlikens quite a bit of money. LA after Quick's done in I think two seasons. So there there's teams out there that Vegas is another one. Um right. I also had down Minnesota. You know, they've, they've got a young goalie in Wallstad, but they might want to, you know, put a veteran in there with them. So I think there's options, but the caveat is Bob has to play very, very well. So a team wants to take on 60, 70, 80% of that contract, and then Florida might have to eat some or, you know, put draft picks right. or prospects in there that we're probably going to talk about later here when we break down the preseason. You know, you want to be able to move those assets when they're, you know, manageable and some teams can take the, them on and then you give Bob that contract you know, and stick a team with one or two young guys that they're trying to build with. But like a lot of those teams that I mentioned, a bunch of them, they're playoff teams, contending teams. And then, you know, even teams outside like Buffalo and San Jose that just might want to have a starter and be like, we're tired of this merry-go-round of mediocrity and even below mediocrity. Let's get someone in net 
for at least a couple seasons here or whatever and try to build it that way and, you know, change the culture in our room and different things like that. But Bob, he has to play well this year, just like he did last year, maybe even a little bit better. And, you know, I think that's going to be good for the Panthers if Bob and Knight are both pushing, pushing each other as well. Well, we've talked about this at nauseam, just uh, what's going to happen with Bob, when is Knight going to play? I mean, that's every other question we get, whether it's on Spaces, whether it's on Instagram or on Twitter or on even on the Discord. It's it's That's always been a question that's come up since Knight has been called up to the team. So, I mean, it's it's we're, we're way too in, you know, behind as far as any timetable of Bob being moved or anything like that per se, but happy for night. I think he was happy. You know, he he's happy. That's like Ryan said, not lingering into next season uh, or into this season. And then into next season, he'll be locked in. So happy for him. I think he'll be, he'll be fantastic. A lot of the guys like him and he's a great, great kid. So excited for him. And uh, like I said, a little bit earlier, he he's been really good in the preseason. Um, uh, the first kind of, I guess, preseason games that happened were earlier this week in the doubleheader against Nashville. The first game of the Panthers won four to three that had players like Barkov. They had Verhage. They had uh, Lomberg was playing. And I don't know if you saw the goal, Ryan and, and Kirby from Mr. Ryan. And yes, that was a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic goal from him. And he's, I, I won't, I won't lie. Mr. Ryan has looked good as well. He looked good today. Uh, on Saturday when we were recording against Carolina. But in that first game against Nashville, he looked really solid. Um, I don't know if he'll get some more responsibilities with with um, Maurice at the helm, but he looked good. Like I said, Lomberg scored. And then Barkov got that going in overtime. So started off good. Panthers with a 4-3 win. And then in that afternoon or evening game, uh, I think Nashville brought in a little bit more meat to their lineup. And we had, you know, Kachuk made his debut in that game. Uh, he was lined up with, I think it was Bennett and was it Reinhardt? Kirby, do you remember? Reinhardt, I think Reinhardt. Yeah, I believe so. I was thinking if it was Balzers or not in that position oh, okay. there, but okay. it was Reinhardt. Yeah, because Reinhardt's been sitting out a little bit, right? Like, yeah, it seems like he has a little, season. a little nick, or you know, some something that's nagging him that he didn't play in that home game either, but. Uh, forgot to mention Bob played the first game and then Leon, uh, I'm sorry, Guzda played in the second half of that game. So they combined for the win. And then in the evening game, uh, Spencer Knight started that game. He made 19 of 20 saves and then Alex Leon came and wrapped it up, but the Panthers and en- did end up losing, uh, for nothing. So a bit of a bummer in that evening game. Uh, like I said, Nashville had a little bit more meat to their lineup. Well, the Panthers still had, you know, some key guys, but not not a really stacked lineup per se. Um, so they split the head doubleheader one and one. And then the game that I was kind of more surprised that the Panthers didn't do well in was in that Carolina game at home on Thursday, where I think for the most part, everybody was in the lineup that was healthy um, was from the main team. Panthers, the Panthers ended up losing five to two to Carolina. In a game where we saw it, it was Carolina's, you know, B team essentially. I know Kirby used, like you said, it was tough to see yep. the game. It was tough I to think... see. It was four one. We were blacked out everywhere, like down in Florida, right. up here in Canada, like everywhere was blacked out. So you saw when it was four one, and then we kind of tuned in when the when the stream finally came up um, on the Panthers website, and you could see the Panthers start to get going at that point. There was some nice um, line rushes. 
Carolina, both their goaltenders, I think they did a split goaltending duel that night. They made some nice yeah. saves kind of in the second part of the game. And I saw some nice things like about Max Gildon and, you know, Brandon Montour. So like, you know, after yeah. they, they dug themselves in a hole, they started to come back a little bit. And that score maybe is not indicative of how maybe could have finished up. So I think Caroline goaltending was pretty good in the second half of that game. But again, couldn't see the first half of the game. So David, your eyes and our ears there when, you know, the team was down pretty early. It wasn't one of Bob's best yeah, Bob for sure. Bob was very sporadic, like as if he was in his first season, just sliding across the crease, wasn't really getting square to the shot. Uh, so it was really, really weird game. I think the only one that I could say played really well was Sam Bennett um, in that game against Carolina. But And we got a taste of, of in the arena of what's going to happen as far as the goal song. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of uncertainty about sweetness and what the goal song was going to be. I know Ryan, you're, you love sweetness and I'm, I'm sure that this, this change hurts your heart, but it's, it sounds, it, sounds like, it, honestly, it sounds like every player is going to have a goal specific song played when they, when they score. So David, Ryan, you did a poll on that. You did a poll on that. Yeah, I did. And I think it was about 50, 50 where a lot of people were like, I like it. And then a lot of people were, I don't like it. So Ryan, if you had a goal song, what would you be? I know you're, you know, you probably have some some Drake or, or Ariana, Ariana Grande or something. No, <laughs> I'm trying to get the arena. I'm trying to get the arena hype. I would, I would maybe do. Oh, I would maybe do like a Dua Lipa song, maybe. Okay, one kiss. What, ooh, one kiss. What would be good or uh, levitating? I don't know. Levitating. That's that would probably one. be my go-to. I know. What about her- you, David? What about Me, you? I, I don't know. I th- I probably do some like some people something like that. You know, some. some that's what I go with, but I don't live down there. <laughs> some like Latino Latino song yeah. to get the the Latinas. You know, you love the Latinas, Kurt. Yeah, get... even something from the nineties. Sure does something. But today, John Sakata. <laughs> today, John Sakata was playing in the mall, and I'm like, this is Miami back in like the early nineties, mid nineties. It was so funny today, and I'm like, I would I'm here, get, like I would go people. I would go Pitbull. Yeah, it seemed like Sam Bennett went with Benny and the Jets, and then Montour scored as well. But I was it would seem of... like they would have got Pitbull like to interacted with the team last year, like just how the team was rolling or like something local, and it just never happened. And then you... you know they talked about Jimmy Eat World being there at a certain point. You know we we only got through you know the set into the second round. But I, I was really curious if, they, if Florida got to the conference final or even the Stanley Cup final, what they would have done there for a musical act. Yeah. Would they have gone to Jimmy Eat World? Would they have gone to someone like Pitbull? Something that we'll never know now. But it was something that was talked about quite a bit with the fan base. Have been Kodak year. too. Yeah, Kodak maybe yeah. a little Kodak. Low Rida, Rick Ross. Rida. I know they had two at the games last year. You know, another, yeah, in the regular season, even thoughts, right? Thoughts and prayers for Tua. Uh, yeah, got hit in the head pretty hard during the week. Twice. So yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> Twice. We'll talk about the football after. It'll be interesting to see, you know, as the season goes on, what songs are picked. But it's cool because it keeps you on your, you know, on your toes as far, especially early on to to see what players picked what. Who are you guys interested to see? I'm interested, and I don't have any guesses, but I'm interested when Ryan Lombard pots a big goal, what his song will be. be Yeah, I wonder what his song will be. I'm scared to know what Barkov will (laughs) be. I was about to say the same (laughs) thing. I have zero clue. He likes that band Kygo. It's like some lower, some like uh, EDM. Yeah, EDM. Yeah, like yeah, EDM, that makes sense. Lower tier, not like too crazy EDM, but like 
you know, they have a couple of good songs. So I wouldn't be David, surprised. you got to tweet that out with like Barkov's head superimposed on like, you know, someone from a TV show or movie <laughs> like you do on the Pinata Farms and, and show me that song. Cause yeah, you were mentioning that this week on social yeah. media. So yeah, you should do that. And then that would be funny if he like saw that and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like I, I was kind of surprised that a lot of people were against it. Cause I think it's, it's a pretty cool thing to have considering, you know, you're, you're not going to be hearing sweetness every time you'll be hearing different songs over and over. Uh, and it's not like Barkov's going to score 50 goals at home. You only hear his song maybe like 10, 12 times or something like that. So, well, what, what NHL team was doing that last year? It's, 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 I oh, think, I think Bennett had, Bennett had said that Calgary was doing that when he was there. Um, uh, he had said that what, Benny, huh? Benny and the Jets were playing. They always play go, Johnny, go, go, when like Goudreau would score. But like, oh, okay. I didn't know that every player had a song. I thought it was Buffalo or San Jose or someone. Some team that maybe wasn't even in the playoffs last year did that. I thought I swore it was Buffalo, but it could be wrong there. Right. But yeah, some teams are starting to, to look at that. Yeah, right. I see a uh, article in NHL.com, and it's talking about Barkov and and him liking Kygo. Right. And then right under is Kachuk, and uh-huh. he says, uh, "Oh no, this is my brother and I. Whenever this song is on, wherever you are in the world, you just have to go crazy. This song is Mr. Brightside." And Okay. That would be a pretty sick song. Yeah, that's play. a good. That'd be a good, a good one, one for sure. Yeah, Mr. Bryce that gets everyone going. Yeah, that'd be cool if he picked that. I hope he scores that a couple times at home because he hasn't scored yet. So I'm sure we'll hear it a few times. But and then one other thing that is going on at the stadium, the beloved worldwide known Den of Honor that was brought in by what was that guy's name? What was the old owner's name? Ryan the Your Mark. I think Your Mark brought that oh, in. Your brother. <laughs> He brought that in Den of Honor to honor, you know, the former players like Van Beesbrook, Pavel Bure. And it looks like they're turning it into a bar. It's under construction right now, but a bar. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like some sort of it, like because when you walk by, it looks like there's like a knee wall, maybe to like your hip, like a perfect height for you to just like sit there or stand there to order a drink. So I don't know. We'll see if it turns into that. But yeah, it looks like the Den of Honor is retired. So. So, so are they adding work. a bar? Lost one? Did they have that funky? What is it, Buddha yeah, or whatever? Yeah, at the entrance, at the entrance, they have the funky Buddha bar in front of the, the Pantherland. So it's still above there. Pantherland and too, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's still it. there. Yeah, that's still there. But I could be wrong. But the way it's shaped and and looked like, it looks like a bar. But it could, I could be wrong. Maybe it's another store or something like that. But it's right in front of where I sit, so I'll be seeing it for sure when when um. Opening night. Add one right more there. truly per game to David's tally. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need them because if the pre, if it's anything like preseason's going, I'm not gonna be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what do you guys want to talk like the preseason? Like, I'm the most I'm frustrated with is players not capitalizing on the roles. There, we I I hosted a spaces what this past week with Panther fans, and it's like last year every spot was tied up except maybe the four C spot with E two. Who Lustrina, who grabbed that spot now. Maybe there was one other spot open last camp. This year, there seems to be like three, four spots open, and guys are just not seizing that opportunity. I know, David, you saw the game earlier today. We're recording this on Saturday here, so the Panthers looked a little bit better in Carolina with some guys like Balzers and Lefchi and those type mm-hmm. of players, but i just really frustrated with that and, and learning of the news of Eric Stahl that was given to me by my same source last week on yeah, you know, the Vince Dunn news that said, you know, Kirby, did you notice that uh, Eric Stahl's in that media video that was released today? They wouldn't put him in that video if they weren't super confident of him making the team. So that I got a couple of indicators that a guy like Eric Stahl is going to make the team. But a guy that signed on a PTO like Eric Stahl 
would have a lot harder time and a difficult time making this team if some of our youngsters like Hepo Niemi, Dennis Sanko, some of our new players bought, brought in like Balzers and Lefchi and Colin White, who has missed some time here in the preseason, you know, those players would start to push up and, you know, it'd be like a guy like Eric Stahl. It's like, well, maybe we don't have a space or room for you now. But I just feel that's been one of the main storylines of our training camp. Just those players trying to earn a spot, not being hungry enough, not being desperate enough to try to grab and take that spot on. When you say when you say makes the team, Kirby, are you saying, you know, like Joe Thornton in the press box for most of the games or like actually like in the lineup? Well, that's what I feel. That would be very scary. Everyone's using it as a Sean or sorry, as a Joe Thornton and um, what's that name? Brian Boyle examples. But I think if he's on the team, that means Paul Maurice is really high on him. And, and that's something that Paul Maurice wanted this summer to sign those guys. Cause remember, this is something that's bothered you, Ryan, you and I, the other night, Calvin DeHaan put up two points in that game. And that's someone that we wanted to bring in. And he mm-hmm. wasn't signed for like a month after free agency opened up. And then we signed Mark Stahl and not only Mark Stahl, um, his brother, Eric Stahl to the PTO. I was like, that move frustrated me like months ago. And we talked about that. And it's just like, you know, we're locked in with those guys. And then you have to make a roster spot open for Eric Stahl if you bring him up. So you got to send guys down. You might have to send someone through waivers. Some guys are waiver exempt, but you might have to send a guy through waivers. Then you risk at losing him because you're going to keep Eric Stahl. So, yeah, I definitely, Ryan, to answer your question, I definitely would think it would be Joe Thornton territory, maybe even more. I don't know what you think, David. What do you well, think on that? I think we'll definitely be talking about this more next week with re- preseason wrapped up. Next week, we'll we'll definitely be talking a lot more with our predictions and what, how we feel. We'll exactly know who is staying, who's in the lineup, yeah. because preseason will be over. So definitely next week, we'll be talking about who is in, who we're excited about, why was this guy maybe kept, while well, another guy like Denisenko, who to me has been very underwhelming, wasn't kept. You know, Balzers, where is he fitting in? You know, he played on Thursday. Could they wave Balzers? Could they wave Balzers? Well, he played today. He played really good. I mean, I don't know yeah. if they're in the mood to, to wave him. I think another guy like Kierstead, he, he's been very underwhelming too. So next week we'll talk mm-hmm. about it for sure a lot more, uh, especially when, when the training camp will be narrowed down. I'm, I'm pretty sure by Monday, Tuesday, we'll see, you know, probably a big chunk of maybe like 12 to 18 players either – you know, their PTOs over like Delzato or not Delzato like Stahl or, you know, will guys be sent down to the AHL? So next week we'll definitely get a good feel of that. Um, but like I said, like you said, I think if Balzers, Balzers and, and Denisenko to me were the two that I wanted to see, you know, where Balzers would fit. A lot of people were not overly high on him, but someone that could hopefully maybe help on the top six. But he hasn't really done much. I think he did okay today, but nothing. Yeah, to today, today, today out. was Sam Maybe they had a talk with him, right? Because like I would have been like, mm. "What's going on, guys? Like you got to want this spot." And then to a lower degree, right, David Heponiemi and Lefchi, and they have been underwhelming. Yeah, and I think Gudis Gudis had a really bad game when he played in Nashville. He took three penalties in that period, and then we haven't seen him since that game. I don't know if he's bothered with something or or he's in the doghouse right now. So. I don't know. A lot of questions for sure that we'll be talking about next week. Um, but overall, you know, this preseason has been a little bit, you know, concerning. I'm not going to say that a one in three preseason is doom and gloom, but you know, we haven't seen, you know, just per se, the thing that we would have liked to have seen is like clicking. And the problem is there hasn't been much of a flow or a click just yet from any line, but 
I'm not going to be too harsh on it. And I think yeah. some people, some people are, but I understand that, but I, I wouldn't be too harsh. For some sure. people definitely are. Like I saw some positive signs. I know David, you and I were watching the prospect camp a lot. You're like, Oh, this guy popped that guy popped. This guy looks promising. And you're just not seeing that in preseason. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at the Barkoffs and even the Kachucks who's brand new to the team and Reinhardt who's, who's been in and out of the lineup, even a guy like Hornquist who hasn't been in there, you know, you can insert him on the fourth line opening night and we'll be fine. But you need some of these supporting guys, some of these young guys that have been pushing up for two, right. three years now, like to take a spot. Like yeah, I saw Dennis some good Sanko things in Max Gildon. Yeah, but like we need to see more in Denisenko, Kerstad and Heppel Niemi. Like these guys have been around for a while. It's like, and then the new guys, Balsers and Lefty and like Colin White, like show you, show what you're made of. And then, you know, that elevates everyone else up, right? Because, you know, we right. know what we're going to get from the regular guys, but we want to see from the new guys, whether they've been in the league or whether they're new to the league, you know, show right. something here in the preseason. Right. And that's what I think Maurice talked about today to wrap up his kind of like pre pre. I think we could, we could say it's fair to say these four games were kind of like a preseason to the preseason of what the Panthers really want. This was, he mentioned, this was the most grinding of the, of the preseason where now we're going to kind of sit back or just, you know, readjust to what we know, what we have. And then from there kind of do like a, you know, a solidification of what the lines will be. So the first, you know, four games are kind of like, okay, is anybody here that's ready to pop or not yet? So for me, I don't think there was anybody that's convincing Maurice, you know, a player like a Denisenko or maybe Levchi will, will hang around for, for um, the, the final cuts, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I just don't so, see anybody popping. So David, Ryan, are you fine with me saying, I said this a couple of weeks ago, Ryan to David, when we were hosting a spaces, are you fine with me still having the Panthers projected at around a six and four, five and five start with things that you're seeing here in the preseason. Yeah. I mean, I, it could go either way, honestly, nah. this is a whole new team. No, nah, I still think we're, we're fine. I, I think uh, like we've said, we haven't been able to click just yet, but you look at a team like Tampa that lost seven, one yesterday, they lost two zero to Nashville the other day. So there's going to be bumps along the road. I mean, you can't be too critical of preseason. And like we've said, the schedule will be easy to start compared to But other I think teams. Boston, the Islanders, we'll Tampa see. Bay, those are teams that are very detailed right. and could cause us problems in our first 10 games. Right. And then, you know, that doesn't count the other games that are inside those 10, right? It's an easy schedule, but I think there's some teams that can take advantage to us if we're starting off slow. And I'm not going to panic because I think we have a new coach new superstar Kachuk. I'm not going to panic on that front, but I could just see us starting off slow and I'm starting to see that play out a little bit more here. Not to say that it will happen. I'll be happy if we're eight and two or whatever, but I just feel like that's six and four or five. And then, you know, David, Ryan, our fan base will panic. I'll be like, relax. This is kind of what I saw and envisioned. I'll be panicking. I'll be leading that charge. (laughs) You're going to lead that charge in some of the others. Because right now, yeah, there's a little bit too much overreaction on social media and Twitter and stuff like that. With, oh, Bob should start and Spencer Knight should be in that and all this stuff. Like, oh, here we go already. And it's just like, no, we need to see some stuff from those supporting cast players because that'll give me more confidence, you know, starting out. And like you said, David, that chemistry, it's not just going to click game one. It's going to take some time. So if it's not clicking right now, I can see it taking 10 15 20 games into the regular season but i still think we're fine yeah i do i think that as well i mean next week like we've said we'll 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 break down as much as we can of what we've seen that comes out of training camp and then kind of our projections and stuff like that to start and then how we think we'll finish so uh, definitely next week we'll be getting into that a lot more detail so 
Ryan, I know we skipped last week, so I don't know if you have some bonus losers of the week. I had one that I would have loved to share last week, but I know you would hate me if I did. But we'll, we'll let you. We'll let you with the losers of the week. If, if I would hate it, I promise it's probably in my list. <laughs> well, let's hear it. All right, number three, we're gonna go with the Florida Panthers slash the uh, Panthers Ice Den. Okay. So the Panthers are still not letting people watch training camp or watch practices. And they say the reason is because of COVID. But if you say that, why are you letting people into the stadium and the games and all that? So I don't know. They want to build, you know, hockey down here, but they're not letting people even watch practice. So that's kind of ridiculous. So number three is definitely going to be the Florida Panthers. I agree. All right. Number two is going to be Buffalo Bills fans. What? So, yes, hear me out. Buffalo Bills fans. They went crazy on Twitter with all the excuses. Yes, the Bills outplayed the Dolphins. They by a lot. It wasn't even close, but the the Dolphins won the game. So, the Bills had a lot of players that, you know, had heat exhaustion and get cramps and stuff like that, and they blamed the sun. <laughs> So, so the sun has not moved in however many years, you know? Um, So they acted, they were pretty much blaming the dolphins because their genius, you know, how their, how their stadium is, was built. The home, the home sideline is in the shade at 1 PM through, you know, till night and the away is just cooking in the sun. So they blamed (laughs) the dolphins for moving (laughs) the sun (laughs) <laughs> and the Dolphins always wear them. the lighter jerseys, though, right? Like every oh, year, it's not a new bro, thing. It's not a new thing but they always wear the lighter oh, jerseys. There's every holes. Every they've got aerodynamics. There's no need for color. But Buffalo this. fans said that Miami fans whine every year when you guys go there in December and January in the cold. Is that true or no? All right, so it's Probably. the same thing. So, so same why are thing. they why are they blaming the <laughs> let sun? Nature, can... Let nature have its way. So well, what football, are they going to find? Guys, the football Dolphins? is a cold weather sport. Like no, it is absolutely not. No, it's not. Someone, someone just, said. Oh, someone okay. said that they needed to call OSHA because it was unworkable. Like in yep, the yep. environment, Did it was dangerous. <laughs> we, the Canadian Football League plays up here, whether it's minus forty degrees in, in the playoff time. That's when like the coldest it is. So right, right. Like, football is a cold person's. Cold Kirby, person. I would disagree. It's a okay. All the best high school teams mm-hmm. and college teams are in the south. Let's no see. one really plays up north in America. They're playing in they domes. Do, but they're just they're not. playing in domes. They're playing in Where? domes here, like Alabama. They don't play Georgia. In a dome. No, Georgia no domes. Outside. No domes. No, no domes. domes. No. No, 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 not in college no. football. No, Never. not really. I like Syracuse plays in a dome, and I there's not many that play actually do. No, well, no. TCU like plays in Dallas. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Well, Buffalo um, is a good one. But NFL, NFL equals even deeper into the into into the winter you know yeah and i think they would have they do want to have outdoor games for like the super bowl things but it's too corporate and they want to be in domes because you can sell more seats and different things like that so that's Mm -hmm. why dome games end up going there but that's all i'm saying that's what buffalo fans are saying they're like okay well you guys are coming to play us in the winter so it was like a weather battle back and forth that's what i saw as an unbiased standard uh, citizen i was reading and they were like well you guys got to come play us in the winter and they're like okay okay we'll so. see but yeah i agree ryan the bills fans did take an l there they did a big l all right number one and i think this is what david was talking about and i'm i'm upset about it so number one is Let's gonna be it. tyler van dyke okay 
Yes, so sir. Tyler Van Dyke came out before last Saturday where they lost to Middle Tennessee State, who is in the Conference USA, which I don't know if you know, Kirby, that never should happen. That was one of the worst losses for the Hurricanes of all time. Yeah, Middle Middle Tennessee State. I only follow college basketball, but I think that's the school. It's a small that, school. Michigan State one year in the, in the March Madness tournament. Yeah, it's a smaller school. So before the game, he came out and he said on some interview, and he said, we don't really have that much of a college atmosphere because we play at Hard Rock. We're about 25 minutes away from campus, so a lot of students go don't go up and watch the game unless it's a big game. But that's why I like going into away stadiums and seeing that college atmosphere and playing there and making the crowd quiet. So he said all that and kind of kind of dissed the fans. It's it's whatever. Right. But then he came out and he threw an interception on the first drive, and then the second drive he threw out another interception for a pick six. Yeah. And then he got pulled uh, right after halftime, I believe. So he is the number one loser of the week. Just it's just if you're going to say stuff like that about your own fan base, you better throw for five touchdowns and like 300 yards. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of bummed we didn't have the recording last week because I was like, I was going to rip the Hurricanes, but Mm -hmm. it's sound effects. It's been a while, so it's disgusting. Two and two is not looking so hot. We had our predictions early on, but. I don't know if your over-under is going to hit right now, Ryan. Ryan, any sound effects? He's got it. I hear him. Is it her? <laughs> yeah, my prediction is might not hit, but I did take the Bruins under their point total. So Okay. Maybe just from is. our, you know, when we were talking, I just decided, I don't know, they're, they're pretty beat up. <laughs> That's funny. So, no, yeah, appreciate all the takes and, and uh, info today, boys. You know, it was a, uh, a, an interesting week with preseason, but there's a lot more to come next week with the last two games of Tampa on the road and at home. So it'll be our last taste of cuts and seeing where the, the team will be uh, 14 days from now when opening night is officially underway and the NHL is officially underway. So our FLA little... Cats hockey podcast league is starting up, David. So that should be fun. Yeah. I'm three and oh in the football league. So have yes, fun sir. there. So shout out to everyone in those leagues. So, yeah, Instagram continues to grow. All of our Twitter uh, followings continue to grow. And Discord is always Discord. fun to talk throughout the day on different things. So if you guys aren't following, I'll make sure to tag those uh, in the description. But um, anything before we wrap it up today, boys? Or you Ryan, guys let's just get the season started. I'm over this I preseason. Know. I know, right? I'm I feel ready. you there. No. I'm ready. But until next time, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys where you guys listen from throughout the world. Uh, again, we hope that anyone that was in the track of Hurricane uh, Ian is safe. Uh, and until next time, we appreciate you guys and go Panthers. Go Cats.